<clears throat> Welcome everyone. We're about to begin. This is Hashem BPJ number 46. That's Bias Panimi Joint Share Share number 46. And uh, today is the last uh, discussion. We're going to talk about date number three. We actually finished the actual um, text of the chapter itself. But I wanted to bring out a couple of more um, very important points. And one of them is, is like we say very often, that whenever we talk about the sexual connection, uh, one has, has to go hand in hand with an emotional connection. And that's really the goal. And, you know, when one hyper-focuses on one versus the other, um, that's when things are lacking, you know, both ways. If there's just the sexual connection... Uh, being focused on without the emotional connection, there's something lacking in the relationship, and if there's some just emotional connection in a marriage without the physical connection, there's also something lacking in a marriage. On the emotional connection side, it does take effort, and it ta- it's an opportunity uh, to really truly connect. John Gottman himself did many re- a lot of research on this subject. He studied it, the ingredients for a healthy relationship, and like we, you know, he mentioned many times that it's not the grand romantic gestures, it's the tiny moments of emotional connection throughout the day. How was your day? What are you reading? I had a really interesting action, uh, interaction today. And that, those are emotional bids that you give to your husband or wife. And then they, in response, can exe- accept it by receiving that interaction and responding and interacting back. Or you have a choice to reject it. You ignore the interaction or you stay quiet or you change the subject. And not surprisingly, in gone John Gottman's research, couples who did a higher percent of that accepting and responding, responding to these bids were the ones that were the most successful in their relationship. So again, to repeat, it's not the grand emotional major gestures that make the best relationships. It's those tiny day-to-day moments of emotional connection throughout the day, even things that seem to be mundane. And every act, every every single interaction that that you have with your husband, with your wife, will either add to your emotional connection, or take away from your emotional connection. And in the most significant relationship, which is a marriage, it's really up to you to recognize your own attitudes and actions and opportunities that builds up that connection. It's a choice, and to make it a regular part of your day the day life. It's about sharing even basic information like facts. It's about sharing opinions and ideas um, because it's expressing your personal views. It's showing a deeper part of yourself and then feelings, which are deeper emotions, uh, which creates a vulnerability, which creates closeness, and then actual faith of connecting to people, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with Yashkafis and your soul connection. All of these are no- emotional connections that create emotional bonds, even with things that, you know, what do they enjoy, what's their favorite foods, and, and all these things that links a couple very strong together. And it's it, it learning to love this way is like a chevel, like a string with strands that every emotional connection that you have, it gets it stronger and stronger and stronger. And for that, you need to, you know, be emotionally protected, meaning you protect yourself from other outside environments, you protect yourself from other emotional connections uh, that are unhealthy in the relationships with other people from the opposite gender outside, and you're extremely careful with that. Now, as far as the sexual connection, we said this also many times, that with with many um, 
we have two opposite problems, generally speaking, in our culture in regarding to the physical sexual aspects of marriage or in general. There are some that obviously go way, way overboard with the indulgence and the hyper-focus on the physical intimate actions, which like Hollywood does and a lot of the secular world does. Everything is sexualized now, which is really a terrible thing. It's a damaging thing. But then we have the opposite issue. That's not just with our own culture as Torah Fruman people, but also with religious people from other faiths as well. Some Christians in this country, others in this country also, and some of us in our culture, to be honest, have a hard time shifting their thinking from seeing sex and the sexual interaction, even with their own husband and wife, they have a hard time shifting it from a negative lens to all of a sudden seeing it as something good, as something holy, as something special. It's a hard shift for people to make. People don't like talking about it. It's something that, of course, as born religious and being very strict about it, very serious about it, you really are very weary of that whole sexual aspect. And, and, and it's viewed as a negative thing inherently by many. And to shift it out of that, to, you know, to struggle with that back and forth over here and now realize that this within a marriage, and it's hard to talk about, it's hard to express, and it's hard to shift. It's a difficult transition. For many, it's a difficult transition. They get very petrified and scared, and as much as there's a sexual desire, but on the other hand, they're very much afraid of it, and they believe, they feel guilty about it, and they feel that it's a, maybe a necessary evil type of thing. Um, but, but, but again, it's not, and it's, it, it's very important to make that shift, especially when you're Hassan and Kala are going into it, and if you're already married even for a long time, it must be shifted. Our concept of physical intimate relationship is distorted by lust rather than by love. Now, you could have love with strong physical sexual desire that's healthy. Lust is more like, when you go deep into it, stripped of the actual love. And in our culture, unfortunately, you have casual encounters rather than commitment when it comes to these things. But the idea of a marriage... Once you get married and know within the framework of the marriage, of course, protecting yourself from the outside, keeping Shemir Seinayim, even with your own husband and wife, keeping Taras HaMishpacha and all the rules and halachas and archakis of Taras HaMishpacha, but to move, remove that guilt and shame that many of us have that we're told indirectly or directly that sex is bad, sex is wrong, it's shameful, and... And we're bombarded with that, and we need to reverse that. We need to reverse that. Again, um, to the outside world, to all other focus other than your own husband or wife, you know, you block it out. But when it comes to your own husband or wife in a marriage, the sex is good, and it's a matana. It's a gift. It's a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We have to stop viewing it as something to be avoided. To be avoided when it comes to not expre- not channeling it right but with one's own husband and wife, it's a yes. This is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. It's a matana to us, and we need to discuss it the right way, and that brings to HaKadosh Baruch Hu kavod and honor. We are giving kavod to HaKadosh Baruch Hu when we use this gift the right way, not abusing it, like the porn, porn, pornographic industry 
and sex trafficking that they have and abuse and addictions that all comes from misusing lust and selfishness. But HaKadosh Baruch was designed for the physical intimate act. That's what it is. It's being misused in the outside world and HaKadosh Baruch has a cheshek to redeem it from that. To redeem it from that and use it through the way that his idea of his concept of it, which is not just to create children and dairies, but also for the connection, inherent connection and the enhancement of that chibber between a husband and wife. Therefore, you need to have hakaras atayv, that you have a sexual desire that's healthy. That is a healthy thing, not an unhealthy thing. It's unhealthy only when it's expressed in a negative way. But the actual sexual desire that a husband and wife has, that a boy and girl has growing up, that they have as married men and women, are healthy. It's a matana from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to enjoy it to the fullest. Enjoy it to the fullest means, like by food enjoying to the fullest, does not mean that you go overindulge in 10 pints of ice cream and, and, and 5 slices of pizza and whatever. That's not enjoying to the fullest. That's when you have that excess that gets you sick and is unhealthy. Same thing with the sexual aspects. Enjoying it to the fullest means channeled with two adults, two healthy adults, a husband and a wife, that amplifies the emotional intimacy, that through it good-feeling chemicals in the brain are released in the body. They're bonding chemicals. They bind to people that are truly, truly connected to one another. And it comes with a level of commitment, but there's a lot of pleasure involved. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to use that pleasure. Sex is healing. It creates mamash refuah. There's some, basically, that after someone from, from, from experiences a heart attack, and they get depressed, sometimes after a heart attack, there is depression. And, again, you have to check with your doctors. When someone has heart conditions, when you are, it's okay to resume sexual activity with your husband or wife after a heart attack takes place. But once you get the green light and it's healthy and it's okay and it's fine, medically speaking, it heals a lot of that depression. It heals a lot of that aspect. There's a, there's a remez to it that one Rav once told me, that it, that it, that it heals for those, those who had broken in heart, and, 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 and heals their depression, meaning that that's not nothing to do with physical relationship, that pasuk, but the idea being that sometimes a heart issue could create a downness, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu heals it. But this aspect of the sexual connection between husband and wife being a healing aspect, not just it's a physical release, but it's an emotional... Um, wholeness that could create. It could create a restoration of the relationship. It could create a reconciliation of the relationship. It's a mode of reconnecting. That's very, very important. This idea of wanting to have that pull for physical desire, some of it is simply biological, like animals have. You like to eat, you like to drink, and you like to have that, you have that urge to procreate, and that sexual urge is physical. But in human beings, there's a lot, it's a lot more deeper than just the physical need. It's more like a symptom of something deeper that we often don't realize, but it really is an underlining need and desire as a human being for connection. The inner essence of the physical sexual connection and the desire thereof is our deepest need to connect. That is really what the tachlis is.
it is the deepest need to connect, to connect. And that is why it's no coincidence that when a married couple is connected deeply on an emotional level and on a spiritual level, their quote-unquote sex life improves by leaps and bounds. It's not a coincidence. It is not a coincidence. It's also no coincidence that singles who are plugged into a community, who are connected to Tyra, who are connected to, 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 to um, um, emotional and spiritual connections, they could manage their sex drive a lot more effectively. It's still very hard. We had Shiurim on how hard it is for the youth and to give them chizik. But these ideas of having goals and, and, and goals and aspirations and tafkid, it's, that is really what helps a lot. So again, the physical sexual connection is not just about physical release. It's about a deeper aspect of experiencing connection, connecting to yourself actually, by wearing, being aware of everything that's, that, that you're feeling and connection to others. And you're also, and this is something that people really talk about, but you're connecting to God. You are connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu by this sexual experience with your husband, with your right wife being done the right way and the healthy way and the correct way. That is why it is so important to be careful about friendships of the opposite gender and to be very careful because one thing could lead to another and it usually comes where there's no commitment and there's no, you know, very often even in the secular world with these casual relationships, there's no commitment. There's no commitment. And therefore, you have to realize, basically, that this idea of a physical relationship in a marriage is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's best plan for a person's life. It's a best plan for a Yid's life. And very often in our society, the married concepts of sex, the fact that you have sex while you're married, people, it has a bad rap in our society. People have this, uh, they tell you, once you're married, your sex life gets boring. In the, in the secular culture, they tell you this too. And eventually becomes non-existence. Now, unfortunately, if you don't work on it, it could become that. But it's the furthest from the truth of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu designed it for. It's the furthest from the truth of what it's really meant to be. Because what it is, is when you have the, the, the sexual aspects in a marriage, it's a constant connection to another human being through the journey of life that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put you together for. It's not only about, about the heat of the moment at the time, it's about the significance of every day-to-day moment from a special look, from a special touch. It's choice after choice that you choose to take the mundane and to bring it into an intimate level that's going to happen at night later. To truly deeply connect two people who know each other and love each other and want to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu together and it, it, it channels us to deeper experiences to each other. So that's, that's a very, very important point to realize. The culture brainwashes, and the truth is, is a mishle that says, something that's uh, not allowed has a sweetness because the Yetzirah imposes that by the very fact that it's not allowed. And the truth is, is when you look deeper, yes, that's true, but the reason that's the Yetzirah basically telling you the forbiddenness of it creates that sweetness, not the actual act. But because when on the, on the act itself, it's not sweeter whatsoever. It isn't. And therefore, to, to, to believe and to know that if you behave properly and you basically focus very much not just on this particular level of intimacy, but all the other five 
levels of intimacy that we talked about. We had a feedback on the six levels of intimacy and other shiurim, and you work on those other five as well, then this one becomes a very, very powerful force and a healing bond and a, and a connective bond. And therefore, the shiurim over here are more not for the younger couples who, you know, when, or, or, or chasen and kala, where if they're rel- relatively healthy, Baruch Hashem, and they get to connect with each other, where they, they, they look, yearn for it, they look forward to it, and they, sometimes they hyper-focus on it, which also they have to be careful on, but with people that are married for even more than two years, three years, four years, with the children, with the stress, with the, with the parnasa oil, and all of these things, it takes a sort of back burner type of a, type of a priority, and this is what we're trying to do is to readdress it and to realize that it's not a back burner priority. It is a real crucial, important priority in marriage that is no less important than any other aspect of marriage and sometimes even more important. And may HaKadosh Baruch Hu help us all that we should really reach that level, that we should be zeichet to this matana, to realize to not to take it lightly. This idea, this physical connection in a marriage to be used as a healing aspect, to be used as a binding aspect, to be used to amplify emotional intimacy that husbands need to work on, need to work on all day long, all periods, whether in in the neither period, not neither period, makes no difference. All of this is crucial. Now, we're not going to talk about it today, but doing research right now on the Torah's view on sexual enjoyment, what the real hashkafa is, brought down from Gemaris and Chazal and Mefarshim and Shulchan Aruch and all of those aspects. But as is Hashem going to prepare it and at one point give a detailed discussion on the Torah's true perspective. And again, this is something that's very misleading. There is a concept of precious in the Torah as well, for many, or for some rather, but there is an actual encouragement in the Torah of sexual enjoyment in a married life which we will demonstrate and prove through the Gemaras and Chazals. It's really obvious. It doesn't need to be proven. It's clear to anyone who learns through um, all through the Gemaras and all through the, the Rishonim and Achreinim. Brach and Atzlacha.